been patient with my wondering, always knowing what I need. With a gentle hand, you show me where to go. No, there hasn't been a moment you were calling out to me. I heard your voice and now I'm coming home. Just as I am, in the good and the bad, you still understand. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for loving me. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for loving me. I just want to say thank you. There's a name that can silence every fear. There's a love that embraces the heartache, the pain, and the tears. Through my faith and my doubting, I know one thing for sure. His word is unfailing. His promise secure. Don't know I'll start again. Everything will be all right. Your whole world's in his hands In the darkness and the trials He's faithful and he is true The whole world's in his hands You don't lost time yet Oh, oh, oh Everything will be alright Oh, oh, mm, yeah Father, you say everything's gonna be alright but my circumstances say I won't last through the night I need your word to hold me now I need you to pull me through I need a miracle, a breakthrough I need you They say you hold the whole universe in your hand But my world's falling apart like it is made of sand Am I small enough to slip through the cracks? Can you take my broken pieces and put them back? Give me faith, you believe you are on my side Open my eyes and see you working in my life Let the past remind me you'd never fail Tell my soul it is well. Oh, y todo va a estar bien. Everything will 
triumph. He's faithful and he's true. Your whole world's in his hands. You don't know I started yet. Everything, oh, oh, everything will be Te confieso a corazón abierto Que todo es muy incierto En este desierto Mi vulnerabilidad está al descubierto Siento que mi barca está muy lejos De su puerto ¿Por qué será que ya no sale el sol en mis días? ¿Por qué mis noches son tan frías? ¿Por qué será que siento que me falta algo? ¿Por qué este camino gris se siente tan largo? Sé que está sobrando Aunque no te sienta Sé que está sobrando Aunque no te vea Sé que voy a salir de esta odisea, sé que voy a ganar esta pelea, sé que va a cesar esta marea. Are you new here? Have you been here a while but wondered who we really are? In this church you'll find real people excited about the mission God has for them. You'll find meaning and direction in a true community of believers. You'll find life experiences shared and stories worth remembering. You'll find giving and serving in real relationships. You'll find passionate worshipers growing better together. You'll find laughter and tears and people taking chances. But ultimately, you'll find true belonging and purpose in the one who made you. In this church, we believe that your life was never meant to be lived alone and that love can write your story. We are the church, the body of Christ, the hope for this world. Good morning and welcome to 1C. Would you please rise for our first song? tries to roll over my bones When sorrow comes to steal the joy I own When brokenness and pain is all I know I won't be shaken No, I won't be shaken Cause my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love Stand 
to be reminded that nothing can get in the way of God's love, our fear. So we're going we're gonna to focus on this love of God that we have in Christ Jesus, and we're going to celebrate it. So glad that you're with us, whether you're in the house or you're online. Uh, we're glad that you are with us in worshiping. Uh, a couple things. If you're a guest here today, we'd love to get to know you. A couple different ways to do it. Stop at Next Steps in Family Gathering Area. Or if you're online, feel free to uh, put something in the comments section, like good morning. Or if you want to text 1C guest to 94,000, that'll let us know. We'd love to get to know you. Uh, secondly, we're going to have prayer time in just a little bit. If you have a prayer you'd like included, you can do it a couple different ways. One, you could text uh, to 402-242-5051. You can also put it in the comments section on if you are online and live streaming, and we'd love to include those in worship. And then also we're going to have communion again. We believe here at 1C that communion or the Lord's Supper is bread and wine and body and blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. It is the gift of God. It's his grace for you and for me. And we'd love for you to join us. And there's a couple ways for you to do that. Number one, if you'd like to be where you're seated and have communion, we have individual communion sets that you can have. Maybe you picked them up already. If not, you can go to the kitchen window in family gathering and go get those during the next song and be ready for communion a little bit later. Or we're going to have continuous communion and we'll give instruction about that as we get closer to that. Also, on the way in, hopefully you got it. If you didn't, you can get it on the way out. Take a brochure, a flyer, 
a bulletin, whatever you like to call it, it has lots of things that are going on in the life of 1C. In fact, there's a QR code that you can go and follow even more stuff that's taking place. So if you would um, get one of these. Uh, one thing I just want to highlight quickly is that beginning next week, we're going to uh, partner with the hospital, and they, they do something called a walk to Bethlehem. And it is just this way to start taking care of yourself, uh, lifestyle, emotional, physical, spiritual. And if you want more information about that, what that means and what that looks like, stop at Next Steps. You can sign up, and we'll get some information to you as well. That's it for announcements. Let's continue to worship our Lord. What it will be like when I walk by your side I can only imagine what my eyes will see When your face is before me I can only imagine What will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus? Or in awe of you, be still? Will I stand in your presence? Or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak it all? I can only imagine. I can only imagine.
can only imagine when all I will do is forever, forever worship you. I can only imagine. Boys and girls, it's time for the children's message. So come on up front. Find your spot on the floor right up front here as we continue the series, The Greatest Show. All right, yeah, find your, find your way on up here. Grab a seat. You may remember that the first week of this series, I did an egg trick. Do you remember the egg trick? And I said I was going to step up my game and get it a little more exciting. But then the next week, I just kind of clowned around. Remember, I pretended like I was going to throw water on you, but it was confetti. Well, this week, I'm going to step up my game, all right? So I've got some circus tricks for you. All right, here comes the first one. A unicycle, all right? So I borrowed a unicycle from a friend, and I realized really quick that I should not ride the unicycle. No. So, by God, I have a different trick for you. All right, I got a hula hoop. You like the hula hoop? There we go. All right, you ready? Let me try that again. I need a bigger hula hoop, don't I? That doesn't work very well. Okay, let me try something else. Let's see. What else I have back here? Balls. I'm going to... Look at that. I can juggle one ball. It's pretty exciting, isn't it? You can? Let's see if I can. Let me try that again. I can juggle one ball really well. Are you impressed? No? All right. Let me... I'm going to pull a rabbit out of the hat. How about that? I am going to pull a rabbit out. Let me get my hat. All right. Do you like my hat? You don't like... Wait a minute. There we go. Do you like my hat? All right, on the, on the count of three, I'm going to pull a rabbit out of my hat. Are you ready? One, two, two and a half, two and three quarters, three. You like my rabbit? Isn't he the cutest rabbit you've ever seen? It's, a, it's got long ears. You're right. That's a dog. This is my puppy, Gus. And you know what? This week we're talking about you have purpose. Probably not a very good week to fail at a bunch of circus tricks, is it? No. You know what? I am not very good at circus tricks. And just like that, Gus is just a little puppy. He's not very good at tricks yet either. Sometimes he still poops on the floor. So he hasn't learned all of his tricks yet. But you know what? Gus has a big purpose in our family. 
He loves us so much. We looked and we looked and we found Gus and we chose him. We picked him out. We, we bought him. We gave him a name and we brought him home. And he just follows us around everywhere and loves to snuggle and give kisses. And he's always so excited to see us. Gus has a big purpose in our family. And you know what? First Peter chapter 2, verse 9 tells us. Let's, let's read and see what it says. It says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. You know what? Just like we chose Gus, God chose us. And Gus, Gus is our special possession. But each and every one of you is God's special possession. And you know what? Gus praises us by he, when he gets so excited to spend time with us and he follows us around and he snuggles us and gives us kisses. We get to praise God by being really excited to spend time with him and praise him and make much of him and his name. You know what? And God is, or Gus is our special position, not because he can do a bunch of tricks because he hasn't really learned many yet, but because we chose him and he's ours. And God has chose each and every one of you as his special possession. And that's why you have a big purpose. All right? You want to pray with me? We'll fold our hands, bow our heads, and you can repeat after me. Heavenly Father, thank you for choosing us and making us your special possession. Help us to praise you every day and show you how much we love you. Amen. All right, boys and girls, thanks for coming up for the kids' message. You can head on back to your seats, and I'm going to take my rabbit backstage. Yeah.
that you're working You never stop, you never stop working You never stop, you never stop working And even when I don't see it, you're working And even when I don't feel it, you're working You never stop, you never stop working You never stop, you never stop working When, when I don't see it, you're working like that. Yeah. How many of you need a waymaker? And whether you raise your hand or not, the truth is everyone that has breath, we need a waymaker. Because sin is sin. Sin affects you, it affects me. My sin even affects you. Sin is just all over. It's just part of this world that we live in. And God saw that and he decided to send a waymaker in order to deal with that sin so we can have a way back to our Father, so we can have a relationship with him forever. So let's go to him now in prayer, confessing that, that need and giving him thanks for his grace. Heavenly Father, we, we come before you this morning and as painful as it is, we confess and admit that we sin. We fall short. We miss the mark. We go our own way. We do our own thing. We are disobedient children. And we need you. We need you to be the waymaker. 
So thank you for seeing our great need, and thank you for the sending of your son. Thank you for all that he accomplished while he was on this earth. We praise you for his death, his resurrection, and what it means for us right here and also for eternity. And we also thank you for being that way maker in giving us this very precious gift. We thank you for the Lord's Supper. We thank you for the gift of grace, forgiveness, new life. We ask now that you would send your Holy Spirit into this room, into our hearts, to give us the faith to receive all the blessings that you want to give us in this meal. And we're going to say thank you, Lord, for all that you have done and will do. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread, and after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also he took the cup after supper, and after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament of my blood, which is given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. And as we continue now to celebrate this meal, we believe by the power of the Holy Spirit, this is not just bread and wine, but it's also the body and blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins, for the strengthening of our faith, and the reminder one more time that he's always with us. And he'll never, ever let us down. So if that's your belief, we encourage you to celebrate with us. If you have those individual um, communion sets during the next song, as the Spirit moves you, receive that gift in faith in the gift God has given. If you're going to come forward during the song, as the Spirit moves you, just come forward and uh, come up here. And we do have gluten-free. If you need that, let us know. And if you would rather have juice, let us know that as well. This is the grace of God for the people of God. Amen.
each and every moment What's good and what gets broken Happens just the way you planned Now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you steadfast in the one true faith to life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, we lift up our prayers spoken and in our hearts to you this morning. Please pray that my husband gets a kidney transplant. Prayers for Sawyer and for Craig and Michelle 
that they get through the difficult struggles life throws at them. Jesus, give Nancy complete healing and recovery. Give Nancy and Jim strength, energy, and peace as they prepare to move and as Nancy continues her treatment. Prayers for peace in the world and prayers that people can find forgiveness. A blessed birthday to my mom, Elise, tomorrow. May she have a blessed day and keep her safe and healthy throughout this next year. Finally, Father, a prayer for all the farmers during harvest for a safe and bountiful harvest. Gracious God, our trials, our troubles, our pain, our fear doesn't stand a chance when we stand in your love. There is power in your name, a power that surpasses all human understanding. Nothing can separate us from you through your son Jesus, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. We continue our series entitled The Greatest Show, based on the musical, right, The Greatest Showman. And if you recall, I, I had mentioned that as I was uh, talking with a couple people and talking about different movies out there that sometimes portray godly characteristics and qualities, they just talked about The Greatest Showman and they were like, wow, this is, I think there's so many good truths in there. And I have to admit, when I watched it for the first time, I fell asleep because that's what I do to movies. You know, even Fast and Furious, I can fall asleep. Right, Jake? You know, go figure. Um, but now that I'm watching it, I'm seeing this theme that, again, it pales in comparison to the Bible and the story we see there, but we see some themes woven through it, like you are loved. And you could look at the, the storyline and say, okay, P.T. Barnum kind of picked people, loved them, and said, come on in. But let's look at God's love for us. If you recall, week one, I talked about John 3.16 and that little two-letter two word that is inserted in there that we sometimes blow by and we just forget about the significance. Because it could have said God loved the world, and that would be true. But the word so was inserted so that people like you and me might take a step back and go, wow, the breadth and the depth of God's love is amazing. He's so loved. And I talked about it in light of this. It's not just a, a love, but he's got a crazy love for people like you and me. He pursues us. He'll never give up on us. We are the object of that love. And he sent his son to do something for us. In fact, that was the theme last week, and we talked about you are forgiven. He sees our brokenness, he sees our sin, he sees our pain, he sees the consequence of the sin, and he was so moved to do something about it. His love drove him to send his son to come to this earth and do all that was necessary. 
Well, now we're ready for week three. And you can look on the, what we call the environmental projection on the side, and you see the theme there, you have a purpose. And if you know the, the musical, the movie, you know that there's this, this moment when P.T. Uh, Barnum is starting to uh, gather people. And I think it shows a storyline here. So let's watch this. You must be Gertrude Strand. I'm looking for your son. I don't have a son. The hospital record says you do. Charles, right? Age 22? Charles! Charles! P.T. Barnum, at your service. I am putting together a show, and I need a star. You want people to laugh at me? Well, they're laughing anyway, kid, so might as well get paid. I see a soldier, no, a general, riding across the stage with a sword and a gun and... and... and the most beautiful uniform ever made. People will come from all over the world, and when they see him, they won't laugh. Salute. How's it looking, girls? Hey, you looking for freaks? I know where you can find one of them. Really? Come on, girls. Hello. Sir, you shouldn't be here. I'm sorry. I, who's doing this thing? It's you, isn't it? Sir, I have to ask you to leave. You are so talented, blessed. Having watched the movie a couple times, I, it didn't hit me until I was preparing for this sermon. The, uh, the wanted poster, wanted, unique persons. Isn't that the storyline that we find in the Bible? From the very beginning of time, God who's the creator of the heavens and the earth, who formed and fashioned and made us all unique, wants people like you and me. And the whole storyline of the Bible is just that. You are loved, you are forgiven, you have purpose, and God desires to have a relationship with you.
And that's what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at that and we're going to look at it in light of uh, this idea of you have a purpose. Every single one of us on the face of the earth, if you have breath, you have a purpose. Now, what does purpose mean? You Google, right? You can get some kind of definition. Purpose, an intended or desired result, end, aim, or goal, the reason for which something exists or is done, made, and used. I kind of like it. I think it fits. So the idea of a purpose is that there is some kind of thought behind a creation. And I couldn't help but go to Jeremiah 29. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So from the very beginning of time, and I just want you to picture God before he even created the heavens and the earth, he was thinking about you and he was thinking about me. He already had a purpose and a dream for you and me. He was thinking about what we're going to do with our 24-7 and how many years on this earth. He was already thinking about you. That's the way God works. Now, maybe this is going to be a simple answer. Maybe you're going to struggle with it. I'm going to help you and give you clues. There is something that gets in the way between God's purpose, his intended design for you and me, and us accomplishing it. Anybody know what the one word answer is? It starts with an S, ends with an N. Okay, very good. Sin. And that letter in between is I, and that's all about me, and it's all about you. It's my sin that gets in the way from me doing what God wants me to do. So we're going to talk about that, but um, I'm going to, in fact, here's the, the, the word actually in Greek, hamartia, and it's actually in a context of like an archery kind of thing in the, old, in, the, in the Greek, is the idea, there's the, the target, there's the archer, pulls back, and, and the intended purpose is to take the arrow and get it on the bullseye, right? But hamartia says, it's missing the mark, so we stray from the intended purpose. So that is just part of humanity, that's part of you and me, um, and God has some other thoughts about that. So, have you ever asked the question that is this, what is the purpose of this? I find that I'll ask that question, especially if, I am, if I'm kind of distracted, or if I'm upset, or if I'm disturbed, sometimes I'll lose sight of that. Or when somebody comes into my office, I'll just tell you nine times out of ten, they're trying to figure out something in life. They're going through either a relationship struggle or maybe health-wise or they're dealing with finances and they're just saying, what's the purpose of all this? Why do I have to go through all of this? What am I supposed to be doing with all this? And, and I really try to bring them there, and sometimes we get there, but I, I say this. I don't think that's the right first question to ask. What's the purpose of this? Let's back it up a little bit further, and let's ask the question, who? Who are you? But more importantly, who is God in the midst of all of this? And when we reestablish that and we remind each other that there is a God of the universe powerful enough to make the heavens and the earth and personal enough to know what you're going through and to know that he is going to pursue you and love you and see you through all of these things, the who moves into the next thing. 
which is finding your why. Businesses are built on this principle. It's not so much what should we do, but really good, effective businesses ask the question why, and they answer it first. And I think that we would do the same thing if if we want to sit back for a moment and we ask that question, why? What is it, why is it that God wants to move in us and through us? Now, the gospel writer Luke also is the writer of the book of Acts. And Acts chapter 13 paints a picture of one character in particular where we see the purposes of God being, well, unfolded in time. In Acts 13, Luke says, Now when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep, he was buried with his ancestors, and his body decayed. So look at that phrase, David had served God's purpose. So Luke, inspired by the Holy Spirit, is giving us a hint of a very important principle for us to learn. You see, your purpose isn't about you. It's not what you think that you should be doing. Really, our purpose is, what is God's purpose for us, for me, for you? Now we're going to continue this theme of of David, and we're going to look in Psalm 57. Before I actually read it for you, here's the setting. If you look at the very beginning of the chapter, the inscription talks about David and Saul pursuing him to kill him. So David is having a perspective on life. He says this. So in the midst of his turmoil, he says, I cry out to God most high, to God who will fulfill his purpose for me. So David knew that even though his life circumstance was dangerous, even though his life circumstance might be deadly, he's able to look back and say, there is a God who is working his purpose. And David understood it's not about him. It's about God. Another principle for us to consider is you don't find your purpose, but rather you serve God's purpose. And Psalm 78, once again, reflects on David. It says, he chose his servant David, calling him from the sheep pens. Let's stop there. It's time to get a new king. Saul is kind of done, and God wants to move on and go to another king. If I was in the search committee for a king, I probably would have done what Samuel did looked past this little boy named David. He was the runt of the litter. Uh, Jesse, the dad, had all these other sons that were bigger and stronger and mightier. But then there's this little, little guy named David. And So, let me go further. He chose his servant David, calling him from the sheep pens. He took David from tending the ewes and the lambs and made him the shepherd of Jacob's descendants, God's own people, Israel. Probably the least significant physically. But as the scripture tells us, David was a man after God's own heart. So God saw in the heart of this man, this human named David, that there was something about him that he wanted to use for his own purpose. 
And so we find David. Uh, one story in particular that you could just see the servant attitude of David was, you know, he's doing his thing being the little shepherd boy, but then he is to bring the lunches to his brothers. So he brings the lunches to his brothers, and while he does that, he notices that Goliath, the Philistine uh, soldier, is making fun of God, taunting David, being a servant, steps forward and battles Goliath and defeats Goliath, not by his own might, not by his own power, not by having the, the best military equipment around, just a slingshot and some stones, and Goliath goes down. God doing his purpose through somebody named David. And then the third principle is, if you want to serve God's purpose, start serving God's people. And I'm just going to go right to Mark chapter 10, because I think we get the beautiful picture of what it means to serve God's purpose. Jesus said, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus was resolute. In other words, he was fixed. He was fixed on loving this world and bringing forgiveness to this world that he was willing to overlook the first temptation that we hear of Jesus. And it began with uh, the beginning of his ministry. Remember, he had fasted for 40 days. He's now taken out into the desert by whom? Anybody know? The devil himself. So he takes Jesus out, plops him there, and tempts him with three things. And I, I, I'll just summarize them. With power, prestige, and popularity. He dangles them in front of them. Wanting Jesus to kind of get away from the purpose for which he came. Remember? Seeking to save the lost. To give his life as a ransom for the payment for sin. And he wanted him to go after power and prestige and popularity. And each time Jesus said, no, I'm about my father's business. Or another way to say it, I'm here for my father's purpose. He stayed the course. Now what happened as a result of it? Three and a half years later, he gets into Jerusalem, and the ultimate serving took place. When it should be humanity going up on a cross, or being put on trial and then on a cross, Jesus steps forward and says, I'll take it. That's why I'm here. And so God used that moment, that instant, to bring salvation and forgiveness and life for this world. I find that's, that often God teaches us his purpose in our life, even in the most difficult of times. And I'll just say, sometimes he gets my attention better when I'm going through really difficult times, and he teaches me things. So I'm going to tell you a story now. Um, at the first service, I could barely get through it because it's very emotional for me. So I'm going to tell you. If I have some tears, just bear with me. Um, and it revolves around our second oldest child. Uh, those of you that know, we have seven children. I'm trying to think of the ages, 38 down to 21, something around there. Um, and it revolves around, this is Justin. James Justin, named after me, right? 
Um, delightful young lad, uh, lived life with uh, a lot of robust uh, attitude, and he was a you know chip off the old block. He caused a little bit of trouble in his high school um, years, maybe not as much as me, maybe more than me. I don't want to know everything, but um, kind of fun watching him grow up. Here's a picture of him as an adult. Uh, this is a, a moment. Uh, this is a niece of, our, um, of his that he's holding, and um, just a joyous event. Something changed in Justin's life. His smile got bigger. This was a big smile. He met somebody named Kim. And I, Kristen and I would just marvel. We never saw a smile so big as when Justin was talking about Kim. So um, here's a, a picture of the wedding day. Justin and I walking in together, getting ready for the ceremony to start, where there's a lot of joy, right? Happiness, excitement. Um, here's a little bit later in the day. This is Justin and Kim dancing, and you could see the joy on their face. This was uh, January, two and a half years ago now. I'll never forget that, just to see, you know, that's kind of a parent's dream, right? to watch your kids have joy and watch your kids just grow up and all of that. Well, it changed. Uh, one month later, I just finished the first service in Tucson, Arizona. And I was in the back and I was doing my thing, getting ready. And I get a phone call. And it's Justin. And um, I'm going to answer it because he doesn't call me usually like at church time. He knows better. I pick up the phone, I answer it, and he says, Tommy died. Um, one of his new stepkids died suddenly. My heart stopped. I could just picture what he's going through, what Kim's going through, what um, Tommy's sister was going through, Caitlin, and just all the emotion that was going through. It was just, I mean, there was too much pain to even express in a moment. Here's a couple pictures. That's Tommy. On a birthday, I'm not sure which one, and that's his mom. You can see the smile and the joy. A mother and a son connected at the hip, and they just love each other. In moments like this, I think it's pivotal. Sometimes when there is a tragedy like this, you can get clamped down, shut down, depressed, discouraged. That's not what happened. One of the things that Tommy would do when he was alive, he'd, he'd buy a bunch of food, have it in his car, and as he's driving around, he sees a homeless person, puts the window down, 
gives him food, and continues. Just was on his heart. And in Arizona, there's just a lot, a lot of um, homeless people. So one of the things that moved Justin and Kim was, I'm, we're not going to get, we're not going to get defeated by this. We're going to find a purpose through this. So for the last two years, this will be the third year coming up. First year, they got a bunch of food together and got people to help. And then this last year, they actually put together a nonprofit in order to, to feed the homeless. They found a purpose even in their pain. It doesn't necessarily take away all the pain. It still hurts as we talk. What about you today? Do you know for certain God's purpose for you? Have you even prayed about it? I'll just tell you there are times I forget. I get busy. I go from point A to point B, and I'm ready, you know. Do you ever kind of stop and pause and say, okay, God, I got my plans, but I know you have plans. The passage I shared with you from Jeremiah 29 had the first part, but then it has part two. So the first part you heard, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. That is beautiful. That's something to hold on to. But the second part is what I'm seeing now in the life of my son Justin and his wife Kim in the midst of what they're going on. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. If you are tempted like me to haphazardly seek God's purpose for my life, I want to challenge you to start doing it differently. To earnestly pray and earnestly seek what is it that God wants from me in this generation before I take my last breath. And then listen. Listen carefully, listen intently, and then by the power of God's Spirit within you, then start acting it out and living it out and doing what God has called you to do. Why? Two things in particular. One, it's for the glory of God. God takes great delight. He smiles ear to ear when his people like you and me take his purpose seriously. But number two, it really has kingdom impact. More and more people will come to know Jesus and have eternity. So it's really worth it. It really matters. So listen to the calling that God has. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you lived the perfect life. You lived with such purpose in all that you did. 
And we received the blessing of that. Sins forgiven. We are now free to serve our Heavenly Father as we're on this earth. So we pray now that your spirit, your Holy Spirit, would stir within us, that we would listen more intently than ever before, that we would hear the purposes of your Heavenly Father for our life, and that what we do would have true significance as we glorify him and further the kingdom. So thank you for your grace. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like to invite you to boldly declare what you believe about this God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We're going to have the Apostles' Creed put up on the screen. And I'd like you to share it like you believe it. Sometimes I share it like it's kind of like a rhythm. But share it like you believe it. So let's stand. And the words are up there. And let's share these words together. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Receive now the blessing of our Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Let's sing together. I searched the world but it couldn't fill me Man's empty praise and Treasures that fade Are never enough And you came along And put me back together And every desire Is now satisfied Here Oh, there's nothing better than you There's nothing better than you, Lord There's nothing, nothing is better than you Oh, oh, oh. and I'm not afraid Hey
I'm thinking